0: nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerd. My name is Diz and I'm your pop culture and sports nerd, Ali. I am Ali, your classic nerd.
1: And I'm VM a comic book nerd.
0: Okay, look, I just want to give a warning. If you guys hear shouting children in the background, it's not that we're holding any children captive. It's Ali's neighbors are running around playing because it's the summer and that's what children do in the summer. So hey, squealing like little rodents. Yeah, yeah they were, they're were I mean,
2: they super loud. They're very, very loud. But you know what? I don't... I don't begrudge them. It's the sign I could of, have sworn uh, I saw you looking out the window, shaking your fist. You no. darn children. You know what? I have a lot of like old man habits. Uh-huh. That's one of the least of them. Yeah, There's other ones I have, right? Like if, if neighbors are having too much fun, like indoors. That uh-huh. annoys me slightly. They keep it down. <laughs>
0: oh, it's okay for them to I be have, loud outside.
2: I have a ESP when it comes to people having sex. Like <laughs> that when I have my headphones on and I'm listening to music and I'm writing really like two in the morning, if I hear like a, even a mildest moan, it could be someone stubbing their toe. I'm like, someone's having the sex. Why do
1: you have the sniff? Someone's what having the this? intercourse. That's, that's a not ESP. People. That was the sound
2: effect of me. Uh, okay. Yeah.
0: Isn't isn't like, that's extra sensory perception? Oh, I thought ESP was like psychic abilities It is. That's what the, ESP yeah. means. Extra sensory, sensory perception. perception. And I'm like, I can sense
2: when people are about to do the nasty. Uh, They're doing the intercourses. And I'm like, this must stop. Mm. I did. It. I've told you guys once about how the I... The cruise? I, the cruise thing. I ruined someone's cruise. <laughs> mm. You told them but not too loud? if they're playing outside, I'm okay with that. Because at least they're outside. We were bad as hell when we were kids. That's true. Okay.
1: I, I have to say, that's one of the few things about being a kid that I'm always okay with. You know, yeah, be loud they, outside during let the Let
2: them day. do their thing. You, know? you were a pain in the ass. You were never inside. Oh, I was always outside. You were always outside. But yeah. like, in different ways. Whereas like me and V, v-, v and I were reenacting battles. I was, is playing, true, yeah. I was playing football know, we scraping did, my knees. we were the roses, roses every roll. weekend yeah you know, <laughs> we were really nerds whereas you tra- you, were, you were you
0: tried really really hard to be cool I didn't try really hard to be cool. It's you just weren't that's what cool. We, so we did in the neighborhood. We played football. And there basketball. was a,
2: a report at one point we got about Diz giving people haircuts in the in the park or something. Oh, I was in like the that.
1: ninth grade, man. Yeah, giving mean, to... people haircuts yeah. in the park.
2: There was a period of yeah. time you wanted to be a barber. Remember that?
0: Yeah, there was. It yeah.
1: was
2: like
0: a good solid year and a
2: half. I thought, it was, I thought
0: it was a dope fucking job. It know? is a
2: dope. It is a pretty cool job. Yeah, you know? being a barber now, especially nowadays with like the resurgence of the hipster and the yeah. beard care mm-hmm. and manscaping,
0: like.
1: But yeah, like, there's a lot of opportunities yeah, in that field.
0: Yeah, I know. But like, when I was like in ninth grade, I knew how to cut my own hair. So, so I, you cut other I cut hair. other people's hair for them.
2: And, and apparently, this was such a scandal that it made its way through Afghan gossip network. Yeah. did you hear? Diz is cutting people's hair. in the
1: park. I was like, "What? Oh, what man. is that? What, yeah. why, why do it's I need yeah. to know this? I don't this care." Is, what I think is marvelous is the fact that a bunch of Afghans are more useful than Varus ever was, and all. I of swear to God, I mean, I, Varys would never
2: have died if he was Afghan in that show because <laughs> exactly. nothing would have gotten past him. If you ever want anything to be spread throughout, the, just tell Diz's mom. So this is mom. <laughs> Within thirty minutes, you'll get a phone call from someone repeating the news back to you. Have you heard it? Like, yeah, I said. But is news. it like
1: that telephone game where it's all like if you start with one thing, it changes over time? Or is it that no? Pretty accurate the story with that gossip, the
0: story like... remains relatively accurate. The tone changes. Yeah, the tones change. It went from it being a funny story of me cutting my friend's hair at the to being park, something malicious. To being yeah. yeah.
1: like broken cutting people's hair. Or no, 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 or to no, like being you know, like he's like, part of a what was
0: it like a gang? They thought, thought I was initiating people into a gang. Yeah, yeah, cutting their me. hair. Yeah.
1: Was it was it the the gang of Vidal Sassoon. Like, what, was what, was the, like, what exactly was it? I don't, I don't know. know. But yeah,
2: somehow I remember hearing the story, and I went, "This is just a story of him cutting hair and going." I was young too. I was, I think, I was a because
0: I was like 14. So you're like 17. Yeah. So I was like, I was still in high school as well. I remember hearing this story and just going that just means he's cutting hair like yeah. I don't know if are doing
1: people a favor like yeah. they didn't have to spend money to cut their hair yeah, my friends didn't want to spend money I, I remember hair. too because
2: my mom was there my mom was, was the Diz defender number one always she I remember a, that yes his, 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 his your mom goes, had a blind
1: spot for Diz yeah Diz and uh, Mustafa, Mustafa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he, they could do no wrong
2: it's and true. whatever they did she had like a knee
0: jerk she's like so what? so what if he's cutting hair <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be, it was like a cutesy story like yeah. oh I think he's my, my aunt saw me cutting hair out in the park that and... went to the great aunt who then spread like oh yeah, it was, it was something. Yeah. I feel like the, your mom
2: always
1: had a blind spot for me too.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, she likes she picks certain people that she likes yeah. within my circle, and then those are her those are her people yeah. that she incorporates into her like extended family. You know, or.
1: that's always good because I've I've always slightly blamed her for being overweight because of the way that she fed me. Um, <laughs> that's fucked up. Yeah, but you know, in, a in, in fairness, yeah.
2: like you know, they're just like Afghans just feed
0: people. This Out of it's control true.
2: feed people, especially Afghan mom. Yeah, I think it's a mom thing in general, though.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because Amir gets fed all the time in my house, so that's yeah, like yeah. just nonstop. He's getting food.
1: I think that's that's like. Asian hospitality, though, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because like, technically, African yeah. Afghans, are Iranians, Asian,
2: so like, East Asians, Southeast Asians, they all all have the same Turks. Like.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't know, like how how is she about like horseplay and Because like, when I when my family got together, me and my cousins, they're like, we would play like blind man's bluff and yeah, X Men yeah. and stuff. But like, we would knock, like we'd end up, we'd only stay in someone's room, but we would knock everything yeah. over and like we yeah, got yeah. real rambunctious. And my parents were never happy about it, but they never like, made it a point to stop us. Yeah, no, I I think
2: it depends. Like, if you're really young, they don't really do anything about it. They just kind of look at you because you go crazy. Mm -hmm. Because I remember our youth, we were pretty bad. I caused all sorts of trouble when I was really young. Mm -hmm. Never broke anything. I was really good, but like, there was always something, everything got physical at some point in that. But at some point, when you get older, you get the, hey!
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a I head, think, I think a you head pops big into the room to like dis- destroy yeah, enough. Yeah, like right?
2: if a
0: wall, if you could break a wall, then the head pops into the. Room. Yeah. Hey,
1: well, yeah,
0: when we were younger in Virginia, what they would do is they'd make the younger cousins fight, right? Like we'd have to wrestle each other. Well, I mean, not the adults wouldn't do this. It was yeah. the older cousins. <laughs> the older cousins <laughs> would
2: actually clar- yeah, yeah. clarify, <laughs> like my family wasn't like <laughs> they were not in a secret fight club or yeah. I heard underground fighting like yeah. child
0: labor with fight rings. Yeah. No, no. It was the older cousins. The older
2: they- cousins always. But did they it.
0: were like. 17, 18. Yeah, they were So older. they were like
2: adults. Old, oh, they yeah. were adult, uh, you know, older cousins. And yeah, we were like fucking being and I. Also in Virginia, the, everyone who was young hung out in the basement. Yeah, we all were in the basement. So the, the yeah. mostly people were okay with it because you couldn't do too much damage. The oh, basement yeah, was sturdy. Yeah, yeah, the basement yeah. was sturdy. And it did, and even as it was sturdy, shit got broken. You guys remember you had that playhouse in there? The yeah. Rumbled, that thing got broken like oh, all the time. Yeah, we yeah. used to have Royal Rumbles in that playhouse.
0: Yeah, because yeah,
1: it was like good. wrestling as a kid, right? Because in the 90s, yeah. it was really cool. And I remember I got my cousin in a Boston. Boston Crab once and he peed his pants. <laughs> now, I'm, not which, gonna, I'm not gonna blow up his spot, but like yeah. That wh- which
0: one is uh, the Boston Crab?
1: Boston Crab is like, okay, so I was playing Brett the Hitman Heart and he was Shawn Michaels, right? The heartbreak mm-hmm. kid. Right. We did
0: a story about him on okay. our YouTube channel. Yeah,
1: and they have a they have a hardcore, you know, they don't like each other, right? And yeah. this is the only time that I've ever been proud to be a Canadian. That in terms of breath being Breath the Hitman Heart. Yeah. Um yeah, so the Boston Crab is essentially the guy's on his on his uh stomach, stomach yeah. and you basically lift the legs and you you almost make like um also, yeah. it's also known as the Walls of Jericho. Yeah. So, like, if this, this is their
0: stomach, you kind of just lift, you their lift, legs. You okay. lift their legs up, and you're sitting on their their lower back. And you're yeah. kind of just stretching. Oh, okay, because this is what to
2: say. If you're lifting their legs, it's not particularly painful.
0: It is. If you're stretching out there, but but if you're sitting
2: on their lower, yeah, then that's yeah. painful. Yeah,
1: or it's like the... Right, so was, go
2: ahead and demonstrate. I mean, v, yeah. go ahead and demonstrate on
0: Diz. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't stretch that way anymore. You know,
1: number one, it was bad because I was upset at myself because I realized that the Boston Crab was not Brett the Hitman Hart's no. signature move. It was the Sharpshooter, which requires that you like figure four the legs. Yeah, it's very similar, except you cross the legs and then turn <laughs> them around. And yeah. but either way, I was just as upset because I actually made him pee. But. like <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was like 11, right? Like, and it was a... Uh, I don't know, 11 to 18. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Grown age to be
2: peeing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: must have sat on his bladder or something. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, but it was one of those moments where I was like, okay, maybe the wrestling moves weren't a good... That's when I, I got older, I'd be like, okay, maybe the wrestling moves aren't a good idea. No, <laughs> you
0: know, like, but... It's funny you mentioned wrestling. Or you I... can
1: make someone pee.
0: You're doing something right. Yeah. That's true. It's true. You do it to an adult in a fight. That's, that's it. It's over. They're, they're giving up life That's that. it. That's the end of it. That's it. That's,
2: the, that's the, one of the other things that we, we lose out when we grow up. Is when you're young, you can pee yourself plenty of times. It's okay. Yeah, it's and you recover at some point. As an adult, you pee yourself. That's the end of your career.
1: It's true. Your social life. I see. It? I don't know about that. You know, uh, that one gun girl shit her pants or whatever at that party and people still listen to. Her. Yeah, but still, people still bring up her I shitting know, her, her, shit pants. her pants. And who shitted her pants at a party. It was that gun girl, the one yeah. who's always looking for attention on the Twitter. the question. Is I don't, I don't yeah. know
2: if she actually shat her pants. Or if Lauren. it was like it was uh, like a rumor gone amuck. Yeah, it's you a know. rumor
0: gone amuck because you know the internet does stuff like that. Oh yeah, that is so, true. Yeah. 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 Anyways. We brought up wrestling, uh, did we? Some cool stuff happened.
2: I, I, oh, the only thing I got from that story is yeah.
0: we
1: well, made someone pee themselves. He brought up the, the Boston Louis crowd. Don't, don't, don't jump on this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to listen to the podcast. I don't want them to... <laughs> they're going to hear about it. Yeah. Right. Look,
0: man, you know, you can't not talk about him making someone pee. You think we forgot about Lennet Nanit, What's his name? Nanit? What? Knitting? Knitten? Knitten. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Diz was having a seizure. I forgot
2: his name. Do you smell copper? You smell, what is it, bread? <laughs> yeah, yeah. you smell bread? Do you taste copper? <laughs> what was name? I thought he was having a stroke. Knitten, what was that? that? Yeah, the... yeah,
0: knitting. Justice for Knitten. We'll I, never, I for... never made anybody pee, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> you made him cry, and he probably soiled himself. I've made, made plenty time. of
2: people cry. I make people cry daily.
0: <laughs> he probably soiled himself later. Oh,
2: not daily, but I think once a week
0: someone has cried at me. Okay. Anyways, before you just before you things. fucking try to knit in me, um, oh
1: she turned that into a verb. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, right it's, right a new, it's a new
0: thing. Knitting at least knitting in people. Mob mm. <laughs> Um So there was a wrestling event over the weekend called uh, Double or Nothing by a new wrestling organization called All Elite Wrestling. All Elite Wrestling. AEW. Yeah. AEW. So okay. they're a new organization. Uh, Their competition. The WWE. Isn't AEW a drink? No,
1: AEW, AEW, a root beer. Yeah, that,
0: sure. but AEW stands for All Elite Wrestling. Yep. Um The uh, owner, not the, the, not the drink. Yeah, not the drink. The owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars' son, Shad Khan. His son, Tony Khan, is the uh, the main contributor to the like the organization. Oh, no, you know He's the owner, and then they have a bunch of like vice presidents who are wrestlers, and they still wrestle for the organization. And um, <laughs> you know, they book the matches because wrestling is is predetermined. For those who don't know. They know who's going to win and lose. It's fake is what you're trying to say. Predetermined. Fake. Predetermined. Fake. Um, So (laughs) you ever tell wrestling fans they're fake? They get really offended. Predetermined. Yeah, uh,
1: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, the really executive vice. Someone be using <laughs> one <of the> moves.
0: It's <laughs> not <laughs> <Stop> maybe not <laughs> that. Maybe <laughs> it's
2: more real than I thought. It I'm gonna no. give us. A... I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold off judgment. <laughs> so <laughs> he's made me rethink the entire wrestling <laughs> profession with that one move, <laughs> yeah, that one story, the entire profession. I'm willing to. I'm willing to consider it now. It's <laughs> <we> determined <laughs> It's like okay. Yeah, you know, made someone yeah, pee. You didn't
1: determine he was gonna pee before. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was
2: so in fairness like you know it's probably more deadly than we give credit (laughs) this
0: is true someone in UFC peed themselves people have shit themselves in the UFC yeah multiple times is there a compilation Yeah. yeah if you look it up you'll see it um anyways so the executive vice president of the organization his name is uh, cody rhodes yes. right uh for those of you who don't he know who sounds he... like a person involved in wrestling yeah for, well his real name is cody Runnels. for those of you who don't know cody Runnels is the son of the american dream just rhodes that's how Dusty would talk yeah. i'm a son of a plumber i'm a working man baby the american dream duster rhodes he had a he had a nice little lisp and his brother was gold dust did you you've ever, ever watch wrestling in the 90s? Gold Vaguely. Goldust yeah. came out in gold paint. Yeah, I remember. A blonde Androgynous. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, his brother, Cody Rhodes, who's 20 years younger than him, by the way, is the uh, the executive vice president. And he's married to a woman named Brandy Rhodes. Brandy Rhodes is an African-American woman, right? Mm. So uh, they had a media scrum after the AEW Double or Nothing event. And a reporter asked Cody Rhodes, like, hey, you know, we saw a lot of diversity in your show tonight. There was, you know, like there was wrestlers of different backgrounds, different races. There was a lot of women on your show. You brought Japanese women, you brought black men, you brought gay men. Like, was that something that you guys did deliberately? All right. Mm. And he said, you know, being married to uh, being in an interracial marriage, I didn't think that i could be racist because my wife is black mm-hmm. he's like i remember one night i i was talking to brandy and i told her i'm like brandy i don't see color mm-hmm. and she said no cody by you saying you don't see color that means you don't see my experience mm-hmm. you know and he's like i never thought of it that way mm-hmm. he's like i have to now realize that like because of who i am i i I have to see things from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. So it is my goal to make it, like, to make this show as diverse as possible. He's like, the old territory systems had a rule where you'd always bring on, like, one person of color. Mm -hmm. He's like, we're not doing that here at AEW. We're gonna bring the best on. And if the best is a black person, Mm -hmm. if the best is an Asian woman, if the best is a gay man, then they're gonna be on the show. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we're not trying to fill any quotas, but we're looking for the best people. And we understand that the best people, are different people
2: well i mean that's interesting because i've always i've always remarked that that wrestling is probably of all the forms of entertainment is probably the worst when it comes to Creating racialized narratives, creating imperial narratives, so, creating here's, here's the thing white this, supremacist narratives, yeah, and in, 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 toxic
0: in, masculine yes, narratives. In the, in the WWE, this is very true, hundred percent, right? Yeah. They have this like foreign enemy heel, right? Always, the heel is the bad yeah. guy, like they have that narrative. But even and, even even racially, like all the stereotypes of blackness, oh, the yeah. caricatures of blackness,
2: of course, the caricatures, even even the representations of women have always been very Correct. deeply deeply problematic.
0: But here's what here's what this this. this organization is doing differently, right? Like, they had women that... You don't normally see in the wrestling industry, right? Like they had bigger women. They they had like an older woman from from Japan named Aja Kong, who's like In the WWE, Is that what you're saying? No, this is AEW. Oh, in right. The w, okay. So AEW is very being very deliberate. When is when when did they start? They this was their first event on Saturday. Okay. Right? Oh, okay. So they they're making an effort. Yeah, they're making an say. effort even to the point where they're having an uh, they're having a program in Jacksonville next month. Mm-hmm. It's called Fight for the Fallen. Where all the proceeds go to victims of gun violence in Florida. Okay, so they're trying to be woke wrestling is what you're trying to say. To, I don't know if they're trying to be woke, but they understand that there's, there's more to it. They're being more conscientious. More conscientious, yeah.
2: I mean, I'm, I, that still doesn't make me 100% on board with wrestling. I think even if, you're, if you try to be woke, there's, there's certain narratives that are kind of hard to, to break it from, from. Well, But, you know, we'll see. Maybe in a few months. I'll revise my statement. Yeah. well, they're
0: and, a new organization. They got their TV deal. Their TV deal starts
1: What are their fall. chances
2: of taking on WWE. Uh, better well.
1: than most, honestly, because the deal they got was with TNT, which oh, wow. is, you know, just behind USA in the ratings where uh, WWE is. And then they, filming, have a, so. they
0: have a better deal in England than the WWE, than the WWE has. The WWE is on BT Sports in England, mm-hmm. which reaches like maybe Not four, that many. Yeah, four or five million people. They're on ITV4, so they're on channel four yeah. in the UK, which For reaches like they People don't million.
2: understand how British TV works is there's only a handful of channels. Uh, that are owned there's itv sky BBC. bbc and then they have kind of channels in the bbc1 bbc2 bbc3 and you have to first have a permit in order to have a tv and then mm-hmm. two there's a c- tv channel purchasing yeah. and so there's there's it's more limited than here in the united states where cable gives you a lot right mm-hmm. yeah. so they, they or, or satellite gives you a lot so there's a lot it's a little bit more restricted when it comes to uh, TV over there, so it being on Sky Four is a big deal. ITV Four, ITV Four is a big yeah. deal. ITV compete with BBC. It's probably the biggest. It's the fourth commercial. biggest, and ITV thing. is where um, all the kind of Britain's Got Talent and you know, the talent shows and the everywhere. talent shows are all yeah. on ITV. So. Uh, bear the man also because ITV is is not publicly owned on the BBC which is run by the British government itself or at least funded by the British government and mm. then independently mm-hmm. developed this is a conversation about kind of being conscientious about representation and conscientious about people's narratives it actually reminds me of an article I just read uh, recently there was a study that was done at the last season of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. it was just released and they had analyzed all the dialogue and it turned out that the women in this series had less dialogue in season 8 than ever before now wow mind you there's a couple caveats here first uh there's also this just had two giant this was six episodes uh-huh. with two giant battles yeah. yeah yeah right so all everyone's dialogue was a lot less that this that was part of the study show that season eight had the least dialogue of all
0: yeah i think john snow all he said was i don't want it and my queen yeah yeah she's my queen um there's but in it and
2: then the other caveat is that acting is not just dialogue right so both lena hetty and um uh amelia clark-, clark acted their asses off in my opinion yeah, they, they did. Yeah. Just, even with no dialogue i thought they did brilliant brilliant job with non-verbal communication facial uh, you know acting a lot of kind of non-verbal cues brilliantly done mm-hmm. that said it's still really striking To have a story about two queens Mm -hmm. going at it, both have going into descents of Madness to a certain extent.
0: Yeah. And you have them have less dialogue than the male leads. Like, that's a big deal. Well, it didn't help that they only had one female writer this whole season. Yeah, they only had
2: one female writer for one episode, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, two. But in general, it was a predominantly male uh writing all mail except for one that and (laughs) that makes a difference right i mean that's why we get the weird sounds align yeah yeah. and whatnot and also the story arcs right why they kind of come out of nowhere Mm -hmm. there isn't a lot of attention paid to kind of danny's internal life and her development as a character instead she just kind of goes into this madness and that stems from but this study was a big deal and people were pointing it out as evidence of the fact that the writing had gotten worse Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. if all of a sudden you go from a show that's got you know, I mean, it's a show about medieval fantasy, right? Super, hyper patriarchy. And yet somehow women carve out brilliant, interesting lives. They're able to resist and find power. They do all sorts of, and they have these great lines. I mean, some of the best dialogue comes from the books and they were replicated in the show. I mean, some of the stuff early on, the, uh, Cersei's conversation about power with Peter Baelish Yeah, like, yeah, it's a good one. such a yeah, good, yeah. Like, yeah. You can I can't watch
0: that and go. That, this is power is power power is power i mean this is the the way she does that is Mar- so well. all of uh, uh lady Elania taro's
2: phenomenal <coughs> lines or the conversation between Varys and Tyrion about power there's a lot of really 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 good dialogue that's mm-hmm. in the show and we see that dialogue shrink and shrink and shrink and in some ways that reflects the kind of the, the sh- episodes or seasons themselves but definitely by the time season eight rolls around. I mean, apparently, like the, something like they, they lost more than half of their speaking lines yeah? wow. in comparison to previous seasons. That's yeah. a, that's
1: unbelievable. It, it really sucks because, I mean, I read the first book and, you know, in terms of like actual physical violence, it's not There's nearly as much as people no. want to make it out to be because the intrigue really kind of comes yeah. from, you know, it's almost like those old old Chinese dynasties, like people poisoning each other. There's a certain intrigue that comes with the dialogue and with the backstabbing from a psychological and emotional point of view as opposed to a physical one. And I think that was one of the things that made Game of Thrones so compelling in the first several seasons because you didn't need to have a knife necessarily Mm -hmm. to... uh, to, to, to and have that's the, the key. point across. Yeah. That's the key, yeah. right? It's like, uh, and I think George R. R. Martin himself says this.
2: Like, there's not a lot of battles in his books. He yeah. says it, he's very open about. It. He's like, hey, there's wars, mm-hmm.
1: but it's not a story of wars. Yeah. It's a story of people. Because I think at the end of the day, like, one of the things that made Martin's writing so interesting. And I, to be fair, I didn't like it when I first read it. Yeah. And then as I got more into it, I began to kind of understand the uh, the appeal of it. Um, if it's all if it surrounds battles, then it's it's basically a regular mm-hmm. fan. It's a Forgotten Realms book. It's a yeah dragon, you know. But like, what made Martin so interesting is that I think he really tried to emphasize the amount of damage one can do with words, yeah. The amount of damage that one can do with influence, right? Yeah. And that's um that was the charm of it all, yeah. Right. And even then,
2: when you do have death scenes, right, the death scenes didn't always mean heroic ends. Yeah. Like, you know, you not everyone goes out. In great battles, people mm-hmm. die
0: on the shitter, like yeah, in the yeah. case
2: of, spoiler alert, I mean, it's not a
0: spoiler at this yeah. point, but there, Tywin Lannister. There was a, uh, right? there was a meme, like, well, now I, I don't know if, if you consider it a meme, but there was like a picture where it said, the noble person dies a traitor, right, with mm-hmm. Ned Stark. Yeah. The the lavish dies, like, on the toy or whatever, like, yeah. um, what, what's the word I'm looking for when like, you're kind of like, brought down, you're kind of garbage- I don't know. Knock down a peg? No, that's like a term. I don't know. Like degraded? It, what, yeah, degraded. The lavish dies degraded. Talking about Tywin Lannister, right? Um, the uh, the noble, the the honorable, or the most loyal uh, is exiled alone. The traitor died serving. You know, like so. Who are the who's the who's the exile? The exile is Jon Snow. The traitor initially was Jorah Mormont. He died serving. You know, his okay. queen. So it's kind of like. It, yeah, well, he's he believes in subverting, right? Yeah. The
2: thing is, he doesn't just shock for the sake of shock off. Just, so, for example, the Tyrion or the Tywin death is a prime example of this. A lot of people have been talking about how the deaths in Season 8 were really meaningless, right? So, an example being Varys, right? Like, Varys' death is just like, you kind of go, what? Yeah. Right? And then the same thing with a lot of, of the kind of deaths that happen. You just go, I'm not so sure. just kind of... Yeah, even right? like,
0: even Jaime and uh,
2: Cersei's yeah, death. Yeah, Jaime and Cersei's death or, or, or Danny's death. Tywin dies on the shitter, don't tell us that the audience isn't prepared for the unexpected, and don't tell us that the audience is unwilling to accept yep. deaths that like that. They, were, they accepted the Red Wedding, they accepted the Purple Wedding, they accepted Tywin's death. But the difference is between all of those is that they all had lead-ups that mm-hmm. were, had satisfying conclusions. Yeah. Like, we saw the tension between Tyrion and Tywin building. Yeah. yeah, building for seasons and episodes until it culminated with him killing his father. That makes yeah. sense. After
1: killing shit, after
2: yeah. killing shit, yeah, it so. makes sense, right? There's a whole like the, the, you you build up to it. Danny's death comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and it's not a particularly good death. Like I will always. You could have yeah. kept it. I My mean, queen. as much as I did, I'm not a fan of Danny dying. But you could have kept it if you'd just done a little bit better, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's. I, I think the uh, a lot of people who are apolog- who are apologists for the writing, um, one thing that they seem to emphasize is because I think they complete the argument. This is it happens a lot is where they think that people are upset that Danny turned. Yeah, right. But to be fair, like i don't i didn't want her to turn but i don't think i'm not upset about her turning i'm upset of the fact that she turned so quickly yeah right like you could run you could completely write a storyline in which that happens yeah, but you it needs could, to be developed properly here's the thing yeah.
2: you could as much as i don't like this ending in fact so much so that we are actually writing right now how yeah. we think game of thrones should end should be out in a few days check it out um But as much as we didn't like it, you could have technically kept every single bit of this plot if you just taken the time to I mean, we said in our last episode, right? This was an unforced error. Yeah. Right. This was just an unforced error. It just they didn't have to go the route that they did. And they certainly didn't have to do it the way that they did. If they wanted to keep this ending. Make yeah. it 10 episodes long and build up towards it.
1: Well, they talked about it even. HBO was like, they wanted 10 episodes. HBO George R. R. 10, Martin yeah. wanted 10 episodes. They wanted 10 seasons. Yeah. Like, they wanted, and you know, honestly, like, yeah. you could have done this and in 10 R- and make it look good. So,
2: yeah. uh, HBO said 10 seasons. George yeah. R. R. Martin said 10 seasons. Then, when they said, oh, no, we're going to finish it at eight. George R. R. Martin goes, well, then do it in 10 episodes. Yeah. The HBO goes, do it in 10 episodes. I mind you, HBO doesn't give a shit about the story. They're trying to milk it, right? Yeah, so yeah, of 10 episodes. But it's an entirely unforced error on the part of the showrunners. They're like, now we're going to do it in eight. Yeah, because Entire- they want to go write six. Star
1: Wars or whatever it is. Yeah, right? they did it in
2: six. Six, even yeah. worse. Yeah. Un- entirely unnecessary. You have four episodes, four more hours you could have built that entire story. Alone. And it's not like the episodes were that much longer than the whole episode. No, old only two of the episodes were that, uh, a little bit longer. Yeah. And not that much. Oh, the the long night, which was long.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's and then an hour one, and 20.
0: another episode was just like one hour and ten minutes or one hour and five minutes. And yeah, that's about it. The last episode was an hour. The last three episodes were like an hour twenty, hour ten, hour twenty. Yeah.
1: I think it goes to show, though. I mean, in this situation, it's number one. It's nothing new when it comes to writing teams on TV, yeah. right? I mean, we heard about. I mean, when uh, Dan Harmon was on Community with uh, the one girl writer that was on there, like, the mm. kind of strife that she had to go through dealing with yeah. his advances. He
2: apologized, too. By yeah, saying. you
1: know, like, he, I mean, he, of all the things, I think he probably kind of owned up to it more than most yeah. people do.
2: But the own up was not like, oh, I was wrong and I've grown, but he, he admitted he's, he's a shitty person. He yeah. says that. He's said like, I'm clearly a shitty person.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and he this, is. I mean, and it kind of
0: shows. I don't know why you looked at me when you said that. Because... <laughs> You, you remind me of Dan Harmon. What? <laughs> the beard, not the intelligence. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. Or the paycheck. Or the paycheck. For any of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, him. He gets paid more than Dan Harmon. No, I don't. Rich bastard. Okay. Dan Harmon makes bank. You're the fucking master of coin on this podcast. No, I'm not. <laughs> but
1: anyway, the, um, I, th- I think that, I mean, you know, when we talk about this, we also, you know, you kind of look at something like that, and you look at the writing teams of any show, really, and the fact that you have a storyline that does revolve around powerful women, and to not have a woman be able to write that experience, mm. what men assume powerful women are, mm. is an indication of, number one, where the mindset of most men are at. Yeah. You know, their misconceptions about women in society in general, I think, is mm-hmm. uh, kind of reflects Um, the writing yeah right this is
2: the fundamental problem of vintage media yeah is that vintage media is still so fundamentally behind new media right with the rise of social media the rise of twitter the rise of instagram influencers etc is in some ways a response to the failures of vintage media right so people were unable to break into acting break into writing break Mm -hmm. into it and so what they what do they end up doing They go on YouTube. They go on YouTube, right? So they find other avenues of of breaking in because the traditional vintage routes are blocked to them. And we see this in Game of Thrones. If Game of Thrones, HBO, one of the most popular shows in the world, we can arguably say, writes its final seasons with one or two, maybe two, women writers, that tells you how far behind vintage media still is. Yeah, uh, the fact
1: that Patty Jenkins... Yeah. I mean, with the Wonder Woman thing, the fact that it was lauded as such a revolutionary thing that right. Patty Jenkins or that was uh, directing.
2: Or the you know, like, reverse, in yeah. which Captain Marvel receives so much hate, yeah. just goes to show you how much this the kind of traditional routes of stardom, representation, and
0: media are still very much blocked off. It's funny you bring up influencers. Um, I always was- wanted to be one. Kinda. Yeah, I'd love to be an influencer. Get fucking paid to do
2: nothing. Without. I would mean, hope you'd never become an influencer. Yeah,
0: me neither, but like, so I, I, I would. person in the world to wield influence. Yeah. <laughs> Diz. Everyone, go out and listen uh, to Currently
2: Nerdy. That Dizfluence. Dizfluence. Dizfluence.
0: Oh, hell yeah. That sounds amazing. Dizfluencia? Yeah. How does that sound amazing? It's I literally a disease. It's it's not. disfluencia, It's not a disease. Like, influenza? Yeah. Influenza is yeah. Dizfluencia, is it? Is a, is a disease. No, it's, it makes Everything better. No, it doesn't. Yeah, just like syphilis makes everything better. No,
2: syphilis so is literally <laughs> made we we coined it as a literal sexually transmitted disease. Yeah. No and it, even then like I just mean means you
0: become th- smarter after banging me. No, you don't
2: know, <laughs> Nobody has ever said that. If by smarter you mean I'm never doing that again, then yes,
1: they become smarter because I'm not going back. That was the worst yeah. experience of my life. Does anything that ending influenza actually mean anything positive at no. the end of the day though? Like oh. Well you gotta rebrand words, bro. <laughs> not this way. Yeah. I'm rebranding <laughs> things. <laughs>
0: Stop taking shots at me. I'm your fucking family. You should hope the best for me, you bastard.
2: How about, I've never, never taken any shots. I just <laughs> Oh, you just <laughs> took a shot. <laughs> I just said very casually that I hope you didn't have influence. You're the one who then created this whole thing about, I just was correcting you, saying yeah, that these yeah, things are yeah. diseases. That's true.
0: Influence causes some very negative reactions. Shut man. up. All right, I'm tired of the both of you. I'm going to talk about... What the our... hell did I do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are on his bandwagon. You're his, you're his right Is hand. his that wagon. on my bandwagon?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I don't have a bandwagon. Shut up. Yeah, you do. I don't You have a bandwagon You're a fucking rich piece of shit You're probably an influencer secretly That's where you get all your money What do I what about
2: influence people? I
0: don't so know the most
2: influence You're a of, professor You do I You teach uh, classes Yeah, exactly <laughs> no, You literally. live. Let me just point out You pieces You, you absolute pieces of shit <laughs> I can't get kids to read the syllabus <laughs> Much less influence shit you make People them. who think that professors have influence Have never actually stepped foot in a classroom Because let's be real I write that syllabus and 90% of my teaching is it's on the syllabus. Yeah. I've it's spent, on the syllabus. I've
1: been to your class before, Ali, and honestly, the children are enthralled by your words. They're not enthralled. This is why... They're staring at it. They're playing, they're playing why, Fortnite. I mean, they're on Amazon also, but <laughs> like, yeah, but they they're also enthralled by your words.
0: Look, there's a reason why Irvine voted Katie Porter, and that reason is Ali. He influenced <laughs> all, all the children of UC <laughs> You know <Idaho>. what? I'll <laughs> take it. This is a fake influence, but I'll take it. That go is ahead. true. You go ahead and extend my influence. And you also bribe the children, because you're the master of coin, and you're rich, you could afford to bribe... Rich white children. Why would I don't want to bribe children, spoiled people. Cause I don't, hell no. That's how you. I'm them. not a bribery
2: type person. <laughs> sure you're not.
1: That's true. Rule yeah. through yeah. fear. Yeah, yeah. fear true. is my. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: I'd much rather them fear me than then like than of fear than fear pro, the quid pro quo. <laughs> yeah. no. Quit bro, grow here. People are doing things reluctantly. <laughs> okay, fair
0: enough. Story of these sex tape.
2: <laughs>
0: Line crossed. Line crossed. Definitely crossed. <laughs> it's a Brooklyn 99 joke. Yeah, go on. <laughs> All right. Anyways, we're talking about Ari. Ari. Not Ari, yeah. I. R E. Who is this? she's some lady on the instagram okay i don't know what the hell she does (laughs) (laughs) is that kind of like anybody that we know nowadays that are famous you're not quite sure what they do i don't know what the hell she does but she posted she apparently she has two million followers holy crap that's a lot of people that's a lot of people two million followers um, but lucky if we have two million followers. She posted this on We'd Instagram. Lucky if we have that. So she posted this on Instagram recently. She said, "Hi, it break my, it breaks my heart to have to write this post. As you all know, I released my brand. I've poured my heart into this drop for my photo shoot. I flew out a photographer, makeup artist, blah blah blah. She thanks the makeup artists. You know, I planned weeks ahead. I was so lucky. Whatever. She said all I had to do to keep my brand was to sell thirty six uh, shirts, right? Thirty six mm. pieces." She didn't sell the 36 pieces. So basically, this is saying how she has to now drop her brand. Mm -hmm. Like, she has to discontinue her brand release Mm -hmm. because of her 2 million followers, she couldn't get 36 people to buy a shirt. Interesting. Now, I kind of feel bad for her. This went viral. This went viral. Her response went viral. Her response went viral. And then I just saw a post from one of my friends. who is a poet Mm -hmm. and she just dropped a book yeah and she said for those that are interested you should check it out yeah uh it's on amazon i'm gonna get
2: you the name for it right now Uh, under her under you could also find her on uh, social media under sharistan share underscore s-h-e-r underscore i-s-t-a-a-n yeah which is uh, a play on both a shire like poet
0: or as well as shares and lion in Mm -hmm. farsi share means lion yeah, but she said, I have 1,700 followers and sold over 200 books in two weeks. Genuine engagement. And her is book's everything. called? Her book is called Share S-H-E-R, which means poet. Or lion. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can find it on Amazon. It's prime delivery, by the way. Yeah, if highly
2: recommended. Probably my one of my favorite living poets. Yeah. She's dope. She's really dope.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, it just goes to show you that followers aren't everything.
2: Yeah. You know, is the difference between actual engagement versus, you know, yeah. followers? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, this is all one big illusion. Yeah, um, yeah, we yeah. talked about this before with YouTube, like, con, you know, people who create content and everything. Yeah. People who, you know, it seems like we people feel like, they're in the bedroom with whoever they're watching. When in reality, it's a complete construct. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think someone being being that I you know I have a food blog and you know obviously I am trying to build something yeah. um, through my Instagram and everything else. Like you realize that you know there are a lot of easy solutions um, that aren't really easy. Mm-hmm. You know, people can sell followers. followers. The concept of followers in and of itself is already kind of fake, right? Because yeah. you can make a thousand bot accounts or a million bot accounts. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, all you have to do is pay the money, and then you have followers instantly, yeah. right? Um, also, it's like they even talk about now where uh, big companies will pay the money to inflate the numbers to make them look like they're more oh, popular than they actually are. Almost
2: like a fake it till you make it type thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, they, they they talk about how um, you know media personalities do it.
2: Right?
1: Yeah, a lot of people in uh, in Hollywood yeah. also buy followers. Like that's yeah. a that's kind of this. Unwritten truth about things, right? It Uh, happens more than people expect. There's
2: an element of like you kind of convince people it's good so yeah. you fake that it's good almost it's really right? no
1: different from I you know we, we talked about the fire festival and all yeah, these yeah. things right like these scams and the reality is those things don't exist without the influence of social media the, yeah that's and true the guys like Billy McFarlane the reason why they even found that much success is because they were able to master a concept which a lot of flim men have throughout the years they just yeah. happen to take on this tool yeah right? Right, which snake is, oil salesmen yeah, in a different they're way they're able to sell the concept of something or the experience Experience, experience of, something. of something. They're able to give you this thing that you think that you want yeah. without ever actually providing anything tangible. Yeah. Right. And that I think that in of itself is really the definition of what we would call a quote unquote influencer yeah. day. I anyway, mean, if you right? think like, about
2: it, it's the whole close your eyes and imagine yourself on the beach yeah. with a cocktail in your hand. Like, you know, like it's very much that they're selling the illusion of the experience, but the experience hasn't ever actually fully
1: yeah. developed. I, and yet. the reality is that most of these influencers that are big when you really look at them a lot of their stuff isn't really all that fleshed out and there's yeah. and if you were to ask the question of why is it that this person has more influence than somebody else yeah mm-hmm. how could you really there's no definitive answer as to why it is the way that it is it's right. a very malleable concept it is well it's funny what fascinates me about
2: influencers more than anything one they're not a particularly new concept right no. they're no. not just social media oriented i mean we grew up in the generation of influencers if you think about it who's the first influencer Paris Hilton oh, right? yeah, yeah, this person who or one of the first we should say the Kardashians right Yeah, she created who, the Kardashians who, people who, who Fundamentally aren't doing anything right. They're not actually contributing to society or they're not creating anything or they're not doing anything But who have influence right whether because of access to power or access to privilege or whatnot so, yeah. um, And then then you had a whole after that you have a whole category of people who grow to want to become that right mm-hmm. so early YouTube had content creators. Correct. That is people that made something. Timothy de la Ghetto. Right. And then eventually that kind of overlaps with the influencer. Now the two are synonymous with each other. But the reality is that not all influencers are content creators. They don't all make they don't all have podcasts. They don't all yeah. things. And I think the difference comes from an influencer wants one thing. Uh-huh. Influence. They're out to sell something, and they do it
0: by they, they, themselves. They are selling themselves as the product. Yeah, you were saying that about Aunt Becky's daughter before we started recording. Yeah, the
1: Olivia Jade thing. I mean, yeah. what is what is it exactly that she has done?
0: Yeah.
1: To, other than being rich, pretty, and white,
0: she's not
2: a content creator in any way, shape, or form. Yeah,
1: like it. yeah. it's. But then she makes. I mean, number one, it's like she doesn't need the money that she makes off. she's already she's already married into money. Mm -hmm. right but i think the one thing that the one thing that influencers have the advantage is that if you're rich already Mm -hmm. you're selling the concept you're selling like the the, you're selling to people like the ideal of what it's like to live in this lap of luxury. Yeah. Well, there's a voyeuristic
2: yeah. component to, to being an influencer, right? Uh-huh. Like yeah. They're selling themselves, their yeah. lifestyles, etc. But content creators not always, right? Content no. creators have a product to sell. Generally, they're selling their podcast or they're selling their comedy or yeah. they're selling their music or something. Yeah. However, the two can overlap with one another. I think that here a bit of interesting history would be, uh, would be illuminating. The history of YouTube, right? YouTube starts off Fundamentally as a radically egalitarian social media platform that mm-hmm. is literally YouTube yeah. you turn on the camera and then you're able to connect with people you're able to put up any video you getting tased in the nuts Your cat <laughs> doing crazy things you know that type of stuff and then you start to create your own stuff because why you don't have access to film school you don't have access to the, the movie theaters you can't have you are not on the silver screen you're not able to get a record label but you're able to reach an audience still through YouTube Justin mm-hmm. Bieber gets Gets to start that way. Cherie Sivan gets to start that way. Uh, a variety uh, of them yeah. get their start this way, right? They start off as these Let's kind of these connections, right? Yeah. And originally, the, the 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 kind of community is a radical space. It's just predominantly queer. It's predominantly. Uh, It's predominantly alternative. There's a lot of kind of alternative personalities, people who don't quite fit, have physical IRL communities who find URL communities, right? And they build it. And we see this like in Britain 2008 or so. We see the the meetups. America less so, but we saw them in, in the UK in particular. These small events in which people would meet at a sort of horizontal level, communities of content creators and content consumers, all generally at the same level. They would meet in, in London in a park, and it would just be a park. Mm-hmm. Now, compare and contrast that to VidCon.
1: Yeah, all which right. is held in a- An- Anaheim. Anaheim, mad- the
0: year. largest convention center in Southern yeah. California. It's coming right. up, too. Coming yeah. up. Uh, is San- Anaheim bigger than the San Diego Convention Center?
2: One of, yeah, one of the yeah, largest. So yeah. Anyway, the point being, there's a barricade between you, there's security guards, there's back entrances, you you have actual them being treated as celebrities and you as the consumers of that celebrity, uh-huh. as fans, not content consumers. That history is an interesting history where you go from a radical egalitarian platform to this. And the the... the fundamental interpolation there is what corporations mm-hmm. yeah, yeah right corporations get involved and they go this is an opportunity for us to sell the influencer then has the, probably the most insidious position in society because their one and only job is to do what sell you things. sell you things yeah right and not just sell you things their one and only job is to sell you things that doesn't belong to them they didn't create that thing, though some do, yeah. but most don't. They sell other company stuff. They act in some ways as the middleman between corporations. Gramsci wrote this very interesting bit when he talks about hegemony, about the organic intellectual. A person, ordinary person who rises up and speaks for the people. Uh-huh. This is called an organic, intellectual of the streets would be the way we would think of it today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Leaders of protest. An and a freak in the sheets. Yeah, the early YouTube community in some ways. Uh, you know, that, that's they, That's what they meant. That's, you know, early communities. I mean, I'm using the term organic intellectual very broadly loosely, here. Mm, very loosely here. Uh-huh. Right? But that's what they were, right? You had queer representation. You had black representation. You had Asian representation. You had all these kind of small people who you wouldn't see normally yeah. on your movie screens there yeah then the corporations got involved and suddenly it became stratified and predominantly white and predominantly male so some women thrown in there a little bit more accepting of, of, of uh, uh, sexual diversity but in general no not as representative as it used to be all for the purposes of what you build these people up and uh, why because they can sell something hey I found this really cool product, and originally we didn't even know they were ads until recently.
0: Yeah.
2: But all that shit was ads. It was being shaped. How can I make a video if I'm going to sell this dating app? I'm going to make a video if I'm going to sell this gummy bear. How am I going to like all these things shaped the content itself? They were no longer content producers. That's not to say there are no content producers on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. But Mm -hmm. now it's all shaped by peddling influence.
1: It's not. uh, Yeah, I, I really. I mean, there was memes that were created in the name of selling products. Right? Oh, yeah. There's uh, challenges named made oh, yeah. in the name of selling
2: products. The Crave right? Challenge. Yeah, was the Bird, very Box Challenge. Bird Box Challenge. Box You Challenge.
1: know, we, we saw that. That was uh, a lot of people go, oh, well, that was actually a Netflix-sponsored yeah. thing yeah. for influencers, right? And even then, like, I, I think...
2: Be Beats, rem- head, audio headsets, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. They're all...
1: I would be remiss if I didn't also mention, and, I, you know, I wish we had discussed this more because it just kind of came to my head, but Twitch, yeah, yeah. Uh, video game influencers, right? I mean, technically what they're doing is they are playing a game that is made by somebody else. They're, okay. they're, they're doing nothing more than, yeah. than, than doing something that is already made for them. Yeah. Um, technically, they don't necessarily create a product either, and they have some of the biggest sponsorships now. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, they're companies. called Red Bull athletes and yeah. stuff, right? Look, I don't have
2: an issue. I don't believe everyone needs to create content, right? People are entertaining. Yeah. They don't always have to be creative. But that's okay. The problem is it's a dishonest relationship. Yeah. Right? This is a deeply exploitative, extractive relationship. You have a small segment of the community who now genuinely believes that they have, thanks through social media, YouTube, etc., that they have a genuine connection with people. In other words, what, what these corporations are doing is commodifying the feeling of familiarity. Yeah. The feeling of community.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Like, that is a deeply exploitative relationship. This is one of the reasons also why I think people are far more defensive of celebrities than they've ever been before. People talk about cancel culture all the time, about, oh, cancel culture is ruining everything. But I think it's actually the opposite. Cancel culture is only a very small... The opposite is true, that the people that get canceled have their ardent, ardent defenders. That is true, yeah. Right? And celebrities have always had that. Let's be real. Michael Jackson had that back in the day. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but does. there is something yeah. now about that commodifying that familiarity of commercializing the connection, the fake illusion connection that you have
0: that uh-huh. creates a very exploitative relationship. Well, it's a lot of these content creators are creating personas, they right? Um, I don't want to talk about James Charles and Tati Westbrook like at all. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really care about their drama. Let's give them no more influence
2: yeah. than they already have. I, I don't
0: want to talk about their drama. But it started over him fucking sponsoring a brand that was against her brand even though he uses her brand stuff but he has this persona he has to put out because he made a deal with this company to get a fucking ticket to go to coachella or whatever oh, right? security for coachella yeah like well, right. same shit whatever but it's like well, at least that's what i heard yeah you may not even like use the products that you're you're peddling right yeah. but you have this persona like I'm gonna be this spokesperson for it right and I love this thing. I love this yeah. thing yeah everyone buys smart water because I love smart water it's right? the thing I do yeah it hydrates me better than any other water I've ever drank in my life but literally you know I'm fucking drinking a Dasani off stage you know You're right? like it's they're, they're playing up to their fan bases and like we call our fan base the Nerd Imperium right mm. and it's just like you know you guys listen to us we wanna have a cool name for it's you ironically right? yeah these people are like you know like Hi, sisters. Like, mm-hmm. this is James Charles, and I'm going to talk to you about fucking NARS makeup or whatever. I don't there's NARS and makeup. No, you, I don't know what, what that I, even is. I don't know. Maybe it but
2: is. But I think what you're, what you're getting at here is, is the issue of authenticity. They're yeah. selling something that's meant to be authentic that's not.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will tell you, um, you know, not going too far into the drama as well, but, you know, uh, the reality is, like, this thing happened, right? And supposedly. Mm-hmm him and uh Tati are are supposed to be really close right according to the videos that you yeah. see there's a there's a big relationship between them right yeah but you also have to realize the fact that a video was made expressing her grievance as opposed to it being told behind the scenes yeah in and of itself kind of shows there is there is thought process behind yeah, it,
2: there's a commodification right? of emotions there right that's yeah. the voyeuristic component of influencers that's the the peek behind the curtain like i'm not saying that her emotions were real i'm not saying that when influencers cry on camera they're not real but i am saying that they are capitalizing on that because
0: guess what those videos are monetized but yeah yeah, so that in itself like is it authentic right like or is it not oh no there's a whole
2: study now talking about youtube voice have you heard about this Mm. that we there's a there's a very famous uh a study called the gay voice right that talks about how you know, certain gay men have a particular voice uh-huh. that is created and it's a way of creating in group it's a creative signaling yep. all that sort of stuff right we have the same thing with youtubers that youtubers speak a certain way right mm-hmm. that they speak at a higher pitch they speak louder, they speak more energetic. They're completely different from on camera, off camera. I'm not saying yeah, they're being yeah. fake, but they put on an affect and that affect is aimed at creating that bond, that emotion, that connection, etc. Yeah, like you're yeah. talking about someone crying on camera. Well, that's part of it, right? It's, it's It's meant to seem authentic. It's meant to seem not scripted. This isn't a show. This isn't, you're not watching something. It's not even reality TV, it's reality. But guess what? it is scripted yeah. you you think youtubers don't think about where their lighting is you yeah. think youtubers don't think about where they're sitting yeah. why do all youtubers have almost the same background right you have the gamer background you have the bedroom background yeah, right yeah. you have the professional background right yep. they're all roughly the same why is that because that affects a particular it's part of a particular
0: kind of uh, yeah, way bring, of speaking and, and also brings certain emotions out from the people oh, sure you right. know like
1: watching i'll tell you in terms of the voice i mean i worked i've worked in food and service for over 10 years and I can tell you that my voice that I use while serving a table is very different from the voice that I would use speaking with people. Yeah, right. It is. A, and then when I was working at a, at a five-star hotel, my voice was much different. Yeah. Right. It's like you almost tailor. It's like I I learned to tailor kind of the way that I, my verbiage and my tone according Why? to yeah.
2: Here's the question: Why would you do that?
1: I did that because it made people feel either comfortable or uncomfortable. Yeah. depending But what on the are situation. you doing
2: fundamentally in this Consist- position?
1: You're not just code
2: switching. Code code switching is a little bit different. But what are you what are you doing in that position? Like if you're serving someone,
0: what are you actually doing? You're selling them something. You're selling yeah. them something. You're selling them an experience. Oh, yeah. You're selling them the experience. same thing. Food. Yeah. When when I'm at work, you're right? are improving their experiences by making them comfortable. Yeah. Well, not uncomfortable, but making comfortable. Them yeah. Comfortable, right? <laughs> I like I'm in sales. The the way I talk here, you'll never hear me talk to a customer at work. Right. You know, it's always like, "Hi, sir. How are you? What can we do for you today?" You know, it's like I put on this like fake. Like, I'm super happy, even if I'm pissed off, like, if a customer comes in, like, oh, hey, what can we do for you today? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no worries. Let me let me assist you with yeah, that. Yeah, there's a know? whole,
2: I mean, that's part of the issue of authenticity, right? Because you're selling. You're not being your authentic self because your authentic self is about you just being. It's an ontological state. It's mm-hmm. You exist. Whereas your inauthentic self is the salesperson, it's you yeah. selling, is what you project outward. And I want to make an argument that we all have masks; that even our authentic selves are masks that we mm-hmm. construct around ourselves. But I think this is heightened and made far more. Uh, I think uh, exploitative. It's made far more uh, sort of a facsimile in the social media sense. We curate our timelines. We curate our uh, grid photos, right? We curate our tweets. All of that in order to project something, right? We we don't. We we're all happier online than we pretend to be. We're far happier. And then some of us, even when we're sad, that sadness is part of projecting authenticity I want to keep it real with you yeah. I you know me I'd like to, I always tell you how it is in my life what is the purpose of a daily vlog if you think about it the purpose of the daily vlog is fundamentally voyeuristic right to fabricate some form of authenticity doesn't truly exist mm-hmm. right the experience of spying on someone's life or following through them living through their experience how rich they are how wealthy are how exciting they are etc When in reality, what it is, it's a fabricated experience. This is my issue with influencers, is that it is such a dishonest relationship, right? Yeah. So take, take the instance of beauty gurus, right? I'm so happy that beauty gurus now are uh, white, they're black, that they're brown, that they're female, that they're male. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an example of things moving in the right direction. But at the end of the day, they're still doing what? Selling you something. They're still selling you something. And what are they selling you? Beauty. They're, yeah. They're still selling you a hyper-patriarchal standard of beauty. That hasn't changed. That hasn't destabilized. Correct. Instead, now it's become more inclusive. Right? So a guy can now fit into that. But it's still the same standards. It's the same, similar sense to replicate similar notions of whiteness, similar notions of colorism, similar notions of gender, <laughs> right? Similar notions. I mean, uh, even body all, image. Re- re- body image, right? It, you, great. There's some posi- There's some positivity thrown in. In other words, what we have is corporations that recognize that they can't just be ruthlessly extractive. They can't be Adam Smith capitalists, yeah, right, where they let people die. Now they're the capitalists, like, that they will go out and fill out pots holes now that's a joke because we actually saw Domino's go out and fill up potholes in the city right yeah, so, like, yeah, that's, so, yeah like, i remember like, that commercial right? yeah. so like there's this whole like there's this whole image rebranding that's being done that corporations are doing and the chief assistants of this are influencers right yeah. because influencers aren't corporations they're people, even yeah. though they're millionaires, you know? even though they're massive big business endeavors. But we, I mean, think about it, right? Mm-hmm. These people are 19 year olds, 20 year olds. They don't think in terms of like social implications. They're just thinking about What's money. That? That's and, not their yeah, fault. They're just trying to get paid. They're a just lot of trying them age to get paid. out
1: really fast. They too, do. Like, and it then, is yeah. It
2: is what it is. My issue isn't with them. My issue is with a system that builds them up as minor celebrities for the sole purpose of ex- exploiting the relationship that they build with people. In order to sell you a lipstick that was made in a effing, you know,
1: child factory somewhere, somewhere,
0: sweatshop somewhere. V, you know what I just realized from his, when you were doing all that? Yeah. We haven't you haven't gotten an anti-capitalist rant in a while I mean, it has been a while hasn't <laughs> so, been. so it's like when you found the chance ah influencers influencers <laughs> well
2: because this is part of my broader critique of capitalism right? we're yeah. in a weird stage of capitalism tell us how Marx feels about I don't influencers I what stage of capitalism we even are anymore <laughs> you know they talk about end stage I'm not even sure we're in the end stage mm. I think we're in the post-apocalyptic stage yeah. of capitalism we're at the point where people are literally selling their lives if you think about it they are selling their li- willfully consensually but they're selling their lives so that they can sell you lipstick
1: yeah wait what yeah or yeah. even i mean really like We're in the end game now they're uh, they're trying to they're, they're literally trying to fashion their lives around the sale of the lipstick yeah. which is even more so, insidious. Like, I
2: like, went out today and I got myself some lipstick no you didn't yeah right you made up that story because Bitch, someone some, sent you that shit. someone sent you a sample yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, so I did, you know, and to be fair, you know, I'm, you know, I'm in this circle with food, right, because I have my sandwich slayer stuff.
2: Well, you're not, I wouldn't call but, you an influencer, because no, you I'm actually not. enjoy food, yeah. and
1: you're actually... I have eat, no influence whatsoever. Yeah, you actually oh, focus- I eat things
2: because you tell me to eat them. Yeah, but also, but also because, like, I think you're, I love you. you're, you're mm-hmm. actually creating content and then the influence is a consequence of the content. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's a difference. Like the, I think the relation, the positionality is important here. These people like, tick, tick, some of these YouTubers, right? So these YouTubers aren't creating any type of content, but then they leverage it into a music career when they're not even that good of singers. With you know, exception of people like Joyce Avant, Justin yeah, yeah. Bieber, et cetera, right? Yeah. Yeah. They actually have skill. But how many YouTubers now are like, this is like back in the 90s. Remember when like every actor was forced to be a singer and every like, right? Yeah, yeah. T- to be a triple threat. Well, then Paris Hilton, Hilton did, just put out a new music yeah, video. YouTubers do the same thing. Right? It's like they, they put out music videos and they do music, but it's like they're not even singing. Like, Logan Paul. He raps, right? i like, no. You, every you're not, day, bro. But you're not, he's not a rapper. There's yeah, no yeah. like actual talent there, but he knows that that's another way that he can get money if it makes it on iTunes yeah
1: yeah that is true i so mean it's different the, yeah i i understand that but at the same time it's like i think the a lot of times the end goal ends up being kind of the same right like i want to fucking get paid to eat food yeah you want to you get know?
2: paid to get eat food there's nothing wrong with getting paid to eat food there's nothing wrong with getting influence from what you do the key however is that you're focused on the con- you actually create the content well, oh, yeah. if you want to sell yourself short, by all means, I'm trying not to sell you short and say that, that you create content. And the same with that podcast. Our podcast, we all sell merchandise, right? We're happy to support, to support, you know, we need to support our lifestyle. We need to support the podcast. But at the end of the day, we're interested in creating the content, right? Correct. Yeah. We don't go, how do we sell this t-shirt? Okay, we can do it by making a podcast. Ah, yes. We go, we have a podcast. Okay, here's this t-shirt to help support the podcast. That's the, difference. the position here matters, the I think. No, I'm just making, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I guess that makes it Well, thank you very much, Lee. I appreciate it. You I are a sellout like, still, but yeah, I know absolutely not as bad as you think. v sells out to the highest bidder. Yeah. Capitalism 101.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So literally, does Ali. I don't sell out for the highest
1: bidder. I literally went into the
2: one profession where where I don't sell out. Because I, could, I couldn't do the 9 to 5 thing for me. It's like, I, I'm an academic, right? But I guess there's other ways we sell out as academics. There's other things that we kind of swallow and just deal with and put up with that, that it's you know supports the capitalist system. Yeah, the neoliberalization of the academy is real.
1: The idea, the idea that you can be completely Bruh. separated from the system in and of itself, I think is ridiculous, the system right? needs to be
2: overthrown. But in order for it to be overthrown, you first need to be able to be aware of what's going on. This is not to say that you can't enjoy YouTubers. Yeah. This is not to say <laughs> that you can't enjoy Instagram models or what. Enjoy my fucking Instagram. Yeah, look, yeah. look. I love the fact that they that we're democratizing celebrity. Great. As many micro celebrities as you want, go for it. Mm-hmm. You want to become famous on Instagram because you take really good shots of your outfits, love it. Love it, love it. You do you. Do you <laughs> right? do you? Love it. What I don't want is that for that to be leveraged in an exploitative relationship that is delusional, that is emotionally unhealthy, yeah. and that is fundamentally <laughs> abusive and exploitative. Love me, and if you love me, you're gonna buy this product. Huh. If you love me, no, you'll buy me That's pizza. what I want to eliminate. Enjoy. I want, I want you to enjoy without all the other connotations.
1: Man, huh, that's okay. the goal.
2: Never going to happen, but that's my goal. So
1: no strings attached relationships. Yeah,
2: this is non-committal relationships. <laughs> totally friends with benefits <laughs> relationships. <laughs> Be with friends with benefits as many influences as you want. Don't get into one-way committed relationships with them. That's true. That's don't leave my them issue. From your life. That's my problem. Is like people get into these like really
1: committed relationships. I was like, this person saved my life. No, sweetie, you saved your own life. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't yeah, do like that. Don't cheapen yourself because some schmuck made a video on yeah, YouTube. Yeah.
2: Don't do that. All right. That's enough ranting for the day. Anything else to add, gentlemen? Karl Marx, hero, tall. Karl Marx, reborn as a brown dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob Brown man.
1: Oh, what if what if Marx had a Twitter? You always I was kinda well, there's, I there's if there's a whole these people had there's a
2: whole thread about like what would happen if like these people had Twitters, like they were talking about how like uh, Byron would be a DM slider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll do a we'll do an episode on that. Yeah. I have to look up the tweets it's actually really good. Um, but if you've enjoyed this podcast, let us know what you think, you know. Let us know what your thoughts about influencers. <laughs>
0: as we talk about social media and influence Diz will tell you how you can get eye uh, us we influence you on social media on the following Facebook facebook.com currently nerdy make sure that you like our page make your friends like our page we're on Twitter so make sure you're following us on Twitter at currently nerdy on the tweets Instagram at currently nerdy tumblr currentlynerdy.tumblr.com we're on YouTube youtube.com currently nerdy new video coming out shortly uh, shortly soon where we... uh, Shortly and soon. Yeah, whatever. Same thing. How It Should Have Ended, Game of Thrones, Season 8.
1: It's erotic fiction by Ali. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. (laughs) A lot of BDSM in it. Um, You know, there's a... I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. There's a... My voice, there's a market. Yeah. I should read Fifty Shades of Grey. Hello. I am Ali A. Olumi. There used to be a... There used to be
2: a a segment on British TV about where Charles Dance would read... uh, People's shitty autobiographies, like these <laughs> micro celebrities, oh. that like like Charles like, Dance, Tywin Lannister. Yeah, for like those these who don't like know. real like idiotic autobiographies that talk about like, an, uh, like like imagine imagine Jersey Shore's autobiography. Ah, yes. He'd read those, but with the, his the with situation. his patrician
0: voice. It's pretty ah, good. Yes, it's really good. Okay. I am like The situation. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Uh, we're on iTunes Google Play And Stitcher Radio Make sure you subscribe to us On all of the above um, And if you have already Subscribed to us Great Now give us a 5 star rating you bastards We need 5 star ratings And reviews Give them to me Please Tell me That my voice is Almost as sexy as Ali's. these um, And give a title For V's sex tape uh, If you want to get us Individually you can V How can they reach you
1: Listen If you're going to give me A title for a sex tape You better fucking subscribe To my Instagram <laughs> Right and that's the food one, the sandwich slayer. <laughs> Subscribe to my personal one too, where you can really see all those BDSM photos and whatnot. Oh my god! It's v- no, it's not. I'm only kidding. <laughs> doesn't Instagram out. not
2: allow porn? Right? It
1: doesn't. No. Yeah, it doesn't.
2: There's no pornografia. No.
1: no. So uh, vtran 214 on Twitter and Instagram is my main one. But if you could, please follow my food account at the Sandwich Slayer on Instagram, also at TheSandwichSlayer.com. Ali?
2: You can catch me on my Instagram and Twitter at A-A-O-L-O-M-I, or on my website, AliAlomi.com, or on our sister podcast, Head on History, Diz. You can find me everywhere at DizBullet, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in, and remember, stay smart, sexy nerds.
0: And all hail the Currently Nerdy Empire.